Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, welcome Andrew, back, my friend. Here we are, Yo. yet again. <laughs> How you doing? Yet again, another podcast. I'm doing great. Uh, I know you had a screamy, screamy baby on your lap, so you're probably a little bit more stressed than I am in this moment. Uh, maybe yeah, a little I'm ready bit, to dive but, into... Oh, I was going to say maybe a tiny bit, but the funny thing is like usually right before my youngest daughter goes to sleep, she gets like really fussy and mad at everything. And then like you bounce her for a little bit and she's just like, yeah, I'm going to sleep. Like, so you, you listened to that. You heard that as we were getting ready to talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. So she's asleep now. So I'm good to go, man. Good. I have the same problem. Yeah. Like I get cranky and start crying right before I go to sleep. But the <laughs> yeah. second someone bounces me, I'm set. I'm like, I'm not cold. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. I understand. I understand our issue. Although I feel like if if I was picked up, if there was someone large enough to just pick me up and bounce me, uh, I don't think I'd go to sleep. I think I'd be terrified. Like this is not. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I can't. You, like now that you like describe it. Now I'm like, yeah. I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. Like, so <laughs> I don't want to be held like a baby. I, I really no. don't. <laughs> no, no, do not cradle me. Don't bounce That's me and make thing. me feel tiny. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. That's the last Dude. thing I want. I don't want to feel tiny. We had, it's so like, I don't, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You finished up. I have a friend. I have a friend that told me once uh, that like, he likes to be little spoon sometimes. Um, which he probably should never have told me because, like, let's no. be honest. No, you don't admit that if that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I've never had that feeling where I wanted to be Little Spoon. <laughs> Not me. So now that you picture the big dude that's now trying to hold me like a baby to bounce me to sleep, I'm really uncomfortable at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> me too. Well, dude, let me make you a little more uncomfortable. I don't know if you're going to get this, but I'm sure you've like read about it or seen it, or maybe I even mentioned it in our podcast before, but brood X, you know, that is going around the cicadas, the 17 year hatch. Have you seen much about this? No, I've only heard about cicadas from you and one Instagram yeah. post that I sent. You. Yes. Yes. Okay. And yeah, and we we laughed about that now that you think about it or now that you mention it. So dude, a ton uh sprouted. And I say sprouted cuz they literally come out of the ground. You know, like you see little holes oh, really? all over the ground where they crawl out. And like a ton came out and it was like pretty loud. And uh, like thousands, you know, like literally thousands on, on multiple trees. And then we had this like crazy cold weather and rain. And it was like last week or the week before when we tried to do our podcast and my power went out. Um, internet first, then my power. Um, anyway, I thought all the cicadas died because like suddenly the noise was gone. Like I couldn't see many. A lot of the oh, ones I could see were like, it all were like frozen, you know, because they were so they weren't actually frozen. But I thought it got cold enough that they died. Dude, fast forward to today to today. We've had like at least one or two more rounds of cicadas pop up. And there are just huh. like there are way more than there have been at any point. It's like. It's loud, man. Like every time you step outside, it's just like a a din, a, a quiet roar of cicadas. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. 
It really is. Phoenix used to have cicadas, but nothing oh, really? like that. They'd be like in wow. a tree and you hear them when you walk by, but it wasn't like what you're describing. Yeah. Well, it's I let my chickens like, out and do they apocalyptic. It is. It, it but the here's the crazy thing. They only live for like 48 hours when they come out. Like they don't live long. They're not like locusts in the Bible, you know, that like fly everywhere and eat everything. But there's just so many of them that they eat a little bit of stuff and like make some damage, but not that bad. But I was going to tell so, you, like, I, are they just, are there just dead bodies all around? There's just what? Like what happens to them? Is there dead like cicadas just all around? Like what happens to them when they die? Yeah. Around a few of my trees, it's like there's a carpet of dead cicadas laying on the ground, like an inch thick of just cicadas. It's terrible, dude. <laughs> it's really gross. How big it's are really they? Gross. They're uh, they're like two marbles like put the together. Size of a grasshopper? No, okay, they're so bigger, like man. Cricket. They're like they're thick. They're like a super long bumblebee, basically, like that size. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but like I let my chickens out. They're out for like the second day in a row, and they're out just eating as many cicadas as they possibly can right now. And like it's hilarious. By the time I go and let them in in an hour or two, uh, let them back in their pen. They're just like super full and lazy and they're like, <laughs> they like happily go in and sleep. They're like, we're so fat and happy. It doesn't even matter. Uh, it's awesome. Have you convinced your wife yet to eat one? No, I've been trying. I've been trying consistently uh, and I've not she won that fight. On Instagram. Yeah, well, she was trying to get me to eat liver and she was talking in like, hey, Andrew, like, I know liver's weird to eat, but like it's a superfood and we can like cook it and then grind it up and like put it in chili and that type of stuff. And I'm like, listen, I've eaten liver <laughs> before. I know it was nasty then and I'm certain it is now. Uh, and my first thing was like, I'll just eat some more sweet potatoes because they're a superfood too. And she's like, no, like doesn't do the same thing. I'm like, okay, Jana, you eat a cicada, I'll try liver. <laughs> And she's like, isn't liver good for you because like the amount of blood that's sitting inside of it? Yeah. Yeah. It just like like traps old red, red blood cells and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's blood. Straight up blood. Yeah. So no, thank you. Yeah. There's no way I'm eating one. No. Yeah. I'm with you (laughs) on that one. I'm not eating cicadas either, but I'd actually rather eat a cicada. My dog loves them, man. And then I'll stop talking about them, but my dog will just go out and Clementine hunts cicadas. She'll just run around and like, she has her two favorite trees where she knows they like to be. She'll just go eat like a big old pile of cicadas, man. And apparently a lot of dogs, dogs love them. So I don't know, but the internet described them as, as a shrimp like consistency. That has an asparagus flavor. <laughs> so, I don't know. What? Yeah. Yeah. As- as- asparagus can have a nasty flavor if not done right. So, <laughs> it's true. Piece. But the shrimp piece, like, that's like hard shell, soft inside. Oh. No, no. You eat them when it's they like first emerge from the ground before they have wings. They like come out and they- they're in this like shell that they then like latch on a tree and climb out of their shell and sprout wings and fly away. So you got to eat them before they get wings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing, man. Brood X. Yeah, They're that, nasty. Brood nasty. X. So what is, where does brood X come from? Well, it's just like, like the, I, 
I was thinking about that. I was like, what the heck? And then I realized it's actually just like a Roman numeral. You know, it's nothing. So like the next big hatch will be XI. Um, okay. Then XII. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. I was thinking that too. Is it like, just oh, like man, an East Coast thing? Uh, it's supposed to be, I think it's like East Coast, and Midwest, and like the South uh, will all have this. I think it's just in general, they don't like do as well in the super dry climate like Colorado. Um, okay. so you'll probably be, you'll probably be spared mainly. Yeah. I haven't seen any, but I also yeah. wouldn't have the temptation to eat one when it's coming out of the ground. <laughs> that just sounds disgusting, but that's just me. Dude, it's really good for all the birds around here. Uh, apparently it's really good for the dirt cause you know, millions of bottle bodies of cicadas decompose. And apparently it's amazing for the Turkey population around here. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So especially if you want a bow hut from your backyard, uh, you like need those turkeys running wild. Exactly, exactly. Like uh huh. <laughs> I bow hut from my backyard, but um, my neighbors really don't appreciate it. <laughs> they have a lot of things to say about. Uh, that's fair. That is fair. You are a little bit closer to your neighbors than I am mine, so you that's know. True. Yeah, man. True. What's What's one thing that you did as a child? Uh, that your parents still retell the story about. <laughs> Dude, I think I've told this story. I think I told you the story of the skewers when I got mad at my sister at her birthday party because it wasn't my birthday. And I went down and sat on the bag of the trash bag that was actually filled with wooden That's skewers. Right. And I got <laughs> had to have a skewer removed from my butt cheek. You were in the box. <laughs> Dude. So did you have to like go? Did someone remove it for you? Did you go to the doctor? No, it was my mom's a nurse, so she like pulled it out and then oh. cleaned it. But it was like it was a traumatic thing. I was man. picturing you like on the way to the doctor's with a score sticking still sticking <laughs> out of your butt. <laughs> no, thankfully no doctor involved. What about you? What's one thing your parents tell a story about? Um, my mom likes to tell a story about. Um, I, I don't remember this ever happening. She claims that it does, but whatever. Um. I was more of a seeing the glass half empty type of child. Um, so apparently her and my sister were having a conversation in the car. I'm probably, I don't know, 10, maybe younger. Um, mm-hmm. And she goes, watch this. And the sky, she's like this, you know, she turns around. And she asked me, Josh, what, what color is the sky? Um, oh, no. She goes, Josh, the sky is really blue. And I, my response is, no, it's not. It's like more gray. Um, and she's like, told you so. Uh, she likes to tell that <laughs> story pretty regularly. <laughs> um, which, like, I'm just a literal person. So, like, if it wasn't right. blue, it wasn't blue. I don't have to tell you, right. mother. Right. And she's like, you're just a negative Nancy. And you're like, you're a mean old lady. <laughs> I can say that on this podcast. Cause and she's like, you're going to your room for a week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. There was a time, this is years, years later. I'm in high school at this point. Um, probably like a sophomore in high school or something like that. And my mom and I got in an argument uh, and I said some smart ass comment to her and she went to slap me. Uh, and out of reflex, I just caught her hands. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, Oh, uh, what do I do? <laughs> so I just like slowly pushed her out of my room and closed the door. And we just, we never talked about it. Again. <laughs> oh my gosh. We just acted like it never happened. <laughs> It's just one of those moments of like, and we are never going to talk about that. Uh. Is. I should ask my mom about it again. I feel like we talked about it recently, uh, but I don't remember how she responded. She probably oh, still man. living in denial that it ever happened. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those good moments. You're like, uh, uh, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, you should leave. <laughs> yeah. It would be best if you leave now. Uh, we just stopped oh, this. That's crazy. But, yeah, probably probably the Sky story is probably my mom's like go-to. Of like, let me yeah. just tell you how negative my son is. <laughs> Which I would say overall, you're a little you're you're more positive than negative. That's for sure. You're optimistic. Yeah, yeah but... I'm more positive today than I've ever been. That's yeah. for sure. I've grown out of a lot of. Uh, yeah, but I can also walk into a room and tell everything wrong with that room. I just choose not to say those things out loud anymore. <laughs> uh, now, is that because of your freedom in Christ? My may may I ask? <laughs> That's kidding. absolutely because of my freedom in Christ. Great transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you would think we plan these better and have great transitions, but we don't. Let's, let's listen, be people. Uh, we're incredibly busy, but we love doing this. Actually, so we make it happen. Yeah, but that and does we love mean hearing your feedback not... of the impact yeah. that it has. We really do, but we're not That's the most planned show. Uh, this is a real conversation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you're looking, if you're looking for the polished, the outlined, uh, the intentional, uh, that's not us. So you've come to the wrong place. Um, now we can be that way, but the podcast, unfortunately, is not. And I think there's a draw to that. In all honesty, like there's just we're two normal dudes trying to live yeah. this Jesus life. If it felt so polished, it wouldn't feel like two normal dudes. It'd feel like yeah. two pastors, two theologians trying to convince mm-hmm. you of what they believe the Bible says. Uh, right. That's just not the case. We're going to come at it from a relationship. We're going to come at it mm-hmm. from our own experience mm-hmm. uh, and share those experiences. But back to your awesome, remarkable, uh, <laughs> very well-planned transition. <laughs> that probably is true. There's definitely a piece of my personality that has changed because of the freedom that I have in Christ. Because even when I look at my own um, walk with Jesus, and uh, you could probably describe me coming out of like, high school in the middle of high school coming out of high school yeah a pretty good zealot um Hmm. like um definitely sure to let you know if you've sinned or you were in the wrong very black Hmm. and white Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to those kinds of things and probably pretty damaging uh, to people Hmm. that came in contact with me that didn't Hmm. know jesus um or didn't have you know a a deep relationship with jesus Hmm. that could give me the grace in the moment so i get it um, yeah, I'm definitely a better person and definitely see the glass more half full than half empty right. Um, right. today because, yeah, because of my relationship with Jesus, which, you know, inevitably has my freedom in Christ. Yeah. So, boom, take that, people that don't like our banter. Look at that transition. <laughs> and let me say, I I agree. I Well, and I didn't know you out of high school, but even in the time I've known you, uh, you're definitely more joy filled now than you were then. And I, I hope I am too. I think I am. Um, I think I'm more joy filled in a, in a deeper way now than it was, um, six, eight years ago, uh, when we first got to know each other. Um, and I think that's a good marker. It's not like, uh, you know, you've talked about this before, Josh, like looking at it more like, Hey, this month, am I, Am I doing better, you know, and following Jesus? Am I closer, more like him, more like how the Lord wants me to be this month or this year than I was last month or last year? Like, it's not necessarily a a thing to look at and examine on like a hour by hour basis. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, you're just 
you're just mad because you need to be bounced Sometimes to sleep um, by a giant. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling grumpy because you need to be bounced and, and rocked and tooted and all that stuff before you go to sleep. Uh, but like you look at it in seasons or like, a, you know, a month or year or quarter or something like that. And you can look back and be like, yeah, I've grown in my relationship with uh, with the Lord and Man, before we go into like the verses, uh, I was thinking about the concept. Um, actually, just now I was thinking about the concept of freedom in Christ. And, uh, you know, I was praying uh, just the other day, just having a real talk with with the Lord and uh, basically just thanking him like, hey, thanks for releasing me from some of these things in my life, in my past, you know, and realistically, um, I don't know. It was, it was a cool moment of just like, thanks for taking that struggle and temptation and thing truly out of my life. Like, it's just not a thing I struggle yeah. with now. And I, I was listing off some stuff and I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty details. Cause that was for, for my time with the Lord. Um, but you know, realistically it looked like, uh, looks like freedom now where it's just like, that's not a temptation anymore. And it doesn't mean I like, you know, gained this big thing, but I, but I gained freedom, you know, freedom from something. So, um, I don't know, man, it was kind of a cool moment for me. Yeah. That is even the piece of like freedom for something. So like, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a probably in the middle between extrovert and introvert. Like people Mm -hmm. definitely give me, energy i like to be around people but difficult people toxic people Mm -hmm. drain me i think at a faster rate than it drains other people because they seem to have a lot more patience than i do Mm -hmm. um but as you walk with jesus and as jesus does his work his sanctification process of making you more like himself um you find those moments of like man i do have more patience with people that may have drove me you know batshit crazy um, even just six months ago or a year ago. And, and so there's those moments too of like, man, you're finding freedom or conquering these, whatever junk he had to conquer in your life to, to get you to this place. And it's, it's probably different for all of us of maybe it's old uh, hurts and pains. Maybe it's old sin you struggle on. Maybe it's a part of your personality that wasn't ever supposed to be there, but you've held on to it to protect yourself or, or whatever happens to be. But as he, he does the work to, to uh, heal those areas, to, deal with those areas to remove the the sin of those areas. Um, you're also like found that freedom of like, I get to be more of who I am around mm-hmm. people, which is always going to be better for the people around you. Um, you know, as long as you're healthy, more of who you are when you're unhealthy, is probably just going to cause more destruction. But right. um, you know, when you're at those places, there's that freedom too, of like, you're going to be, you, you're now free to, to live a, a more uh, joyous, fulfilled life um, in relationship with people that maybe you haven't done before either. Um, I think is, is always helpful. Dude, I just did the math because we hmm. would have met. I think you guys moved out here in July, right? To Colorado? Yeah. Was yeah. it July? Yeah. You guys like got really early July. By the way, mm-hmm. happy anniversary on the podcast. And I already Dude, told you this. Thank you. Nine years today, man. Anniversary. Thanks. So there, there's, the, there's the math. We've known each other for almost nine years next month. Wow. Yep. Yep. And to Andrew and his wife's story. <laughs> they got married and then moved halfway around the, or across the country a month like later. Immediately, like uh, literally a month later. That's pretty yep. nuts. Yep. Pretty nuts. There's some it was a wild ride. for Jesus right there. 
glad we did it, man. It was well, wild. Hey, we wouldn't have known if you didn't do it. And you know, when you move back, you know, probably in you know within the next year, uh, that's going to be a great <laughs> day as well. I'll be there <laughs> to welcome you back to the great state of Colorado. It's been Just tempting kidding. sometimes, but yeah, I think we're here for the season. I don't know, man. It's been tempting at moments, but yeah, we're uh, we're in God's will for now. I think no cicadas so. here, so <laughs> you can avoid the cicada. <laughs> No cicadas. Or if there are cicadas here, I haven't seen them. So I'll just. They're buried deep, deep underground still. Yeah. They're still frozen. (laughs) It's crazy they come (laughs) out of the ground. It really is. So we're in. We're in Galatians chapter five today. Uh, mm-hmm. We may have skipped some of four, um, but mm-hmm. four, in all honesty, was it's repeating a lot of what was in two and three. Just to get, he's trying to get the same point across to, to the Galatians. Um, we don't want to have that conversation again, not because it's not important. It, it's very important. We're just personally bored with it, so we moved on. Um, and let me just say, <laughs> Paul is the master at driving something home. Like, here's 15 For examples sure. of the same thing because you all need to hear it. And you got to remember, he was writing literal letters, you know? So it's like it, to be read like to the group that was supposed to hear them. So, like, yeah. <laughs> they needed to, and they would just hear it once, usually once or twice, maybe. So, uh, you know, it's not like us picking up Galatians 4, Galatians 3, and we can read it and reread it and reread it anytime we want. It's like that the intent was different. So he just drives it home uh, to a degree that sometimes causes us to skip out on a chunk uh, or hone in on it. We'll see. So, yeah, we're in five. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not that it's not important um, just for the sake of our conversation and for the sake of, you know, we have to keep you entertained as you listen. Uh, we're right. talking about something else. But we're in Galatians chapter five. Uh, we'll probably spend the next two weeks, two episodes here, maybe even three. We'll see how it plays out. Um, we're going to be a lot here for the next fifteen thinking. episodes because we are going to drive this episodes. home now that we've. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should do it. Yeah, fifteen is probably a fair number. We can come at it from fifteen different angles um, and talk about it, and just really make sure you understand your freedom in Christ. <laughs> And how you live this life by the spirit rather than by the flesh or by the law, um, which would go hand in hand together. But That's right. we'll get there. We promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say this all the time. We'll read parts of these verses on the on the episode because it helps for the sake of the conversation. But uh, we really want you spending time with Jesus yourself uh, if you're listening to us um, yep. as great and as awesome of insight Andrew and I have honestly, oftentimes on the spot, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus's insight and Jesus's voice into your life is always going to be much greater uh, than ours. Infinitely better. <laughs> yep. Infinitely better. Um, though Paul in the last verse did say, you, you know, you accepted me like I was angel, even Christ himself. Uh, so Paul's a little full of himself, but uh, <laughs> we won't go that far. <laughs> that's how you see us. Right. But that's please don't see us that uh, way. And you could, Please don't. Yeah, I don't need that pressure. Um, <laughs> don't see me that way. Because at some point, let's be honest, I will fail you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will make you, you know, frustrated and you will think I'm an evil, horrible person at some point because I'll do it. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. You keep walking with this. I'm going to say something about my political views and you're going to just be like, oh, I hate that guy. He's such an idiot, <laughs> uh, which is fine. You can think yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm not. You are. But um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but really, 
spend some time with Jesus. That's why yeah. we read God's word. That's the recorded word of God right here. These are, you know, this is what God uh, placed on the heart of, of Paul as Paul was trying to get his points across to the Galatians, um, you know, through church history, we know, uh, and it's gone through the test of time that this is the recorded inspired word of God. Um, so we, we hold it, um, we hold it tight and we know that it can be used um, in, in our own hearts and our own lives. And I think in all honesty, you could spend a month just reading Galatians five over and over again. And I think every day um, in the midst of that, those conversations with God, uh, he's going to show you something else inside these verses. Mm-hmm. Cause these 26 verses are packed full of just pure, beautiful truth um, that has the ability to, to help you find hope to help you find freedom, um, to live in the midst of that freedom, um, even when life gets gets difficult and gets hard. Um, but Galatians chapter five, one through wherever we end up. Dude, and we'll probably can we just start on verse one? Let me just read verse one because and try to get your reaction because I feel like it is so stinking good. And we'll get through the chapter, maybe a lot of it today, but. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Like, what? What are you? Do you do you have a reaction to that? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but just verse one alone is so good and struck me. So, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think like first off, like in. I'll be honest with you. And this is kind of the journey God's had me on for the last two years, but um, like freedom, though we read verses like this in, in Galatians and there's other, you get it in Romans and a couple of the epistles as well, but you read these verses and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom from sin and, and freedom from, um, you know, just the, the, the crappy parts of just who I am. Right. Like I don't have to be that person. I'm a new creation kind of thing. Um, like you get that idea, but it's this like, man, if your relationship with Jesus doesn't feel like free, like you're doing it wrong. Like that's just the reality of it, mm-hmm. which I never knew before. Like it just never like clicked, made sense to me where you're like, oh, that's, oh, this should feel this way. It should feel free. Um, mm-hmm. And we all know what free feels like, especially as Americans. Um, mm-hmm. That's where the majority of our people, though there's a good, there's a good portion or at least someone, I don't really know. And I think it's Ecuador. I don't know. I was looking at our stats a couple days ago. Um, that's <laughs> been listening to all of our episodes. That's awesome. We have like, I don't know, four or 500 listens from that, that country. But wow. Cool. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you're listening from there, um, I don't speak Spanish, but, uh, por favor. Um, that's all I know. That means sit down, please. <laughs> sit down, please. <laughs> that's, that's, that uh, no, no, no. Uh, we literally just said stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. But which you I can would, sit while you're standing firm. Which I would, when you say sit down, please, it takes me back into like fifth grade where it's just like your teacher is kind of like your slave master. It's like, sit down, please sit <laughs> Down, you're going to the principal's man. office. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But no, oh, man. it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It should feel free. Yeah. Um, in all reality, you have, a, you have a lot of freedom to do things that could cause a lot of harm to your life. But because yes. of the grace of Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, you have those freedoms. And we'll get into the, that, those parts. Paul talks about it, that in, in 13. But um, like this... It should feel free. And and oftentimes it feels like a burden. Christianity does. Oftentimes it feels like, um, um, trying to think of other emotional words, um, 
dragging you heavy. down or it yeah. feels like heavy. Yeah. Heavy, uh, feels difficult. It feels confusing. Um, all these things well, are the opposite yeah. of free. Yeah. They're like held back, um, mm-hmm. lack of potential, all those things. Like, but this is, this is what Christ came for. Like he went to the cross for the sake of freedom. So we can stand firm in that, that truth, um, and not be stuck in this place of slavery. And I know slavery is a hot button topic these days. Um, so maybe the emotion of what it would feel like to be a slave, to have no freedom or power, um, or rights to make you know decisions for yourself. Um, maybe that those emotions are, are a little bit more, um, at the forefront of our minds because, you know, it's in the conversation of society right now. So maybe you've thought about it, what it feels like the yoke of slavery or the weight of slavery could be another way to say that. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's freedom. So if you're not feeling free, Christianity doesn't feel like, you know, you're, you're a, a burden has been lifted off your shoulders. It doesn't feel like you, you know, you get to kind of, um, ebb and flow with the world and not feel like anything's going to hold you back or keep you back. Um, you're probably doing this whole Jesus thing wrong and you should mm-hmm. spend a lot more time listening to this Jesus life podcast because <laughs> I think they could help you. I really uh, do. Well, this is a lot right. of our conversation, but those are my Dude, first thoughts. I don't know. About and, you. Yeah. It, just to take that a step further, you know, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So, you were set free, you know, in this instance, Paul had come and he had met the Galatians uh, and and basically ended up preaching to them a lot. And, and from that, a church was formed, really a, just a body of believers who then he was addressing as, hey, the Galatians, the church of Galatia. But he was saying, you all were in chains when I came spiritually. You were you were slaves spiritually to the law. You were, you were slaves to other gods. You were following your own flesh, your own desires. You weren't in relationship with the Lord through Jesus. You didn't know him. Um, I came, I preached to you, you accepted the gospel. You became free. Your slavery, the chains of your slavery, totally abolished, gone, um, forgotten, uh, basically. And then he's writing to them kind of angry because he's like, you, who put you back into chains? Who let you be burdened again by the yoke of slavery? Because you were free. <laughs> you know what slavery was. You know what spiritually spiritual slavery was. You know what freedom is because it's, it's through Christ you were free. But now you're slipping back into slavery. You're slipping back into spiritual bondage and, and into being burdened and held down by a yoke that is not from the Lord. Um, so that's my first reaction is that it's just like this shot across the bow in a good way of, of him straight up saying, listen, you all were free. You should know freedom. It's through Jesus that you were free. What happened? You know, like. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And uh, yeah. just on freedom in Christ, you know, it's like, yeah, he addresses this a little further down in uh, verses 13 and 14 and beyond. But, uh, you know, the freedom that we have in following Christ is massive, uh, which probably leads us to wandering into things we shouldn't wander into probably too often. Um, but over time, you get to have moments where you can say, Lord, thank you for releasing me from that. 
Like that's not a, a burden that holds me down anymore. It used to be, it used to be a chain I'd slip on every once in a while and, uh, and, and that I'd commit sin in and that I'd be far from you in and that pulled me away from you, you know, but you freed me from that, uh, Lord, like you get to have those conversations and those realizations and it, if nothing else keeps you humble because <laughs> anybody who's, who's just preaching, like I've got this whole thing figured out. I haven't sinned in years. I haven't had a bad thought. I haven't done anything. It's like, dude, I don't know, man, <laughs> like either you're a way better person than be anybody awesome. I've ever met or, uh, or you have some chains that you don't know are chains uh, or the, that you don't um, want me to know. Are episode. Chains. Yeah with um when pam and jim are getting married and his grandma's there or her grandma's there or yes. i don't know whose grandma it is pam um, but they're talking grandma. about being perfect and mm-hmm. she's like and the grandma's response is like well i wouldn't live if that wasn't going to be possible like, that was her <laughs> that was her goal in life was just to be perfect thing no sin at all yes um, but yes and there's totally. something to feel that way. And the slavery that, that Paul's talking about here is like, it's going back to the law, being a, a, a slave mm-hmm. to the law. And Paul goes into that in, in verse two through whatever this is six, um, when you know he starts talking about this circumcision idea. And the whole circumcision piece is, that's the identifying, the physical identifying piece for a Jew, right? That they were gods. Like even when non-Jews started to walk in the faith, though that didn't happen often, but started to walk, you know, with the Jewish people, they would be circumcised to show that they were God's chosen yeah. people. Like that was um, the the peace that God gave Abraham. Um, so getting back to that is like, yeah, you've been, you've been taken care of by, by what Christ did on the cross. Like you now live in this place of, of grace uh, and in freedom that you didn't have under the law um, because you, you know, had to obey the whole law and obligated to do so. Um, you now have a level of freedom. And we even get into um, uh, verse 13. I'll read it just really quick. But it says, you brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, uh, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, but rather serve one another humbly in love. Well, why does Paul say that? Because because of what Jesus did on the cross, you do have the freedom to indulge in the flesh. Um, right. It is a possibility or an option. Now, Sin is still destructive. Sin is still going to you know, cause a separation between you and God and you and other yeah. people. Like It's going to cause destruction. Um, that, that doesn't change. Now your salvation's secured. Your salvation's covered um, by, the, by the death and resurrection of Jesus. But um, you, you have freedom to run in those lanes if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't recommend it. You're not going to experience the full life God has for you, you know, this side of heaven. Um, you're going to miss out on so much just fruitfulness of just, you know, uh, of being free and standing in the midst of that, you know, when you run with sin, there's a different, there's a different kind of slavery that now comes into play. Uh, mm-hmm. They, you hold on to that. Andrew was kind of hinting at um, mm-hmm. when he was talking through that first verse, but so there's that piece um, that I think we need to, it, it's this whole idea that like, and we talked about this last week or maybe the week before, I don't remember. Um, but like, Great God's grace, Jesus' grace that came through his his sacrifice on the cross um, was good enough for you for, to find salvation, but it's somewhere along the way. You said, that's not enough mm-hmm. for me anymore, and yeah. I need to start doing a lot more, so I'm going to start obeying um, all the laws 
based on my own abilities rather than on God's abilities through me. And I think that's oftentimes where, where we get things all twisted around and it feels like a burden again. It doesn't feel free because yeah. somewhere along the way you thought it was up to you. Now, mm-hmm. it's not that you you should keep going on sinning, like Paul just said. Um, you shouldn't. It's destructive. Yeah, you should be conquering sins in your life. But the sins in your life that you're conquering, you're not conquering on your own abilities. Like it's not right. up to you. It's up to Christ. So walk with Jesus to conquer those sins. Now, and in the midst of that, Jesus is going to ask you to do things and tell you to do things. Maybe it's, hey, you need to get off social media for the next six months because it's just not healthy for you. And yeah. you have to be obedient to what he's asking you to do. It could be it could be a lot of different things for you, depending on what Jesus wants to do in the midst of those things to help you get to where he wants you to go. Um, and the fruit of living in the spirit. And we'll get to the fruit, you know, what that fruit is a little bit later in this chapter. But um, like, if we're going to walk with Christ, let Christ lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's somewhere along the way. And we think, it, and in all reality, it's it's a good thing, right? To, to want sin out of your life. Like, yeah. it's a good thing. Like, it's not bad, but doing it wrong, you're just going to get exhausted. Um, because you're doing it on your own ability rather than Christ's ability. And in all reality, it's really pride just taking back control. Um, mm-hmm. It's up to me. I'm in control. God's not in control anymore. How can it only be by faith that I walk in relationship with Jesus? There's got to be more that I'm supposed to do. Sure, there, there is to some extent whatever Jesus tells you to do, but he's the one leading. And that's the piece that we constantly miss. Um, yeah. We think, well, I can conquer these thin, these sins. Like he gets into uh, verse 19, he lists out a bunch of sins of living in the flesh, of so sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfishness, and selfish ambitions, dissent, fractions, envy, mm-hmm. drunkenness, orgies. Uh, I don't know what kind of people are living this life, but this is a list. Uh, and then the like. Mm, probably. Uh, hey, let me pause you. Probably 2021 Americans. Like. It applies. You think they're hitting all yeah. of them? I don't know if it's all of them, but he's they're like, doing hey. drunken orgies. I just <laughs> like, like how he ends the list with and the like. Yeah. What do you mean and the like? Uh, Who else is like these things? Uh, witchcraft during drunken orgies and and the like. Yeah. Uh, you were living dude. a life that I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not living the cool. life. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's changed too much. Like I think our culture no, can relate. Fair. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm sidetracked by the list of of you know living in the flesh moments uh, that Paul lists out for you here. But um, Dude. going back to this freedom. Christ and how we get to live in, in relationship with Jesus um, rather than worrying about it. And, you know, to avoid all this, I don't know about you, but like if you're getting drunk all the time and having orgies, um, it, it might be a lot more difficult just to say, I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> you might be really attached to that. They sound right. like fun. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> I just listened to a message this, this last weekend that was titled uh, Sin with Benefits. So S I N S, Sin with Benefits. Um, wow. which you're like, that's, there's benefits to sinning from the perspective of like, it's fulfilling something inside of me. Um, now it's also causing great destruction and causing harm. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes, you know, in your, in our twisted minds, the benefits outweigh the things. So my, my, I, I guess my point of all this is if you're in the midst of these things, shoot, you get into like witchcraft. Um, I would assume a lot of identities attached to that. Um, you know, if you're practicing it, like, you have to die to self to get away from it. That seems extremely difficult to do on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you think that you know better 
of how to conquer these things than Jesus leading in conquering those things. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to struggle. This life isn't going to feel free. Um, it's going to feel like slavery. It's going to feel like you've put it, put the, the weight back on, um, because you're not, you're not letting Jesus lead, let Jesus lead. You'll be surprised and shocked at how free it starts to feel and how small the steps may seem that Jesus is asking you to do. Hey, do this specific thing. Or, Hey, when you have, when you see this person, have this conversation with them. Like I have that on my list right now. Jesus told me over the weekend that yeah. um, I feel some tension between a, a, someone I know, a friend of mine, and I have to have the conversation and bring it up. Um, yeah, yeah, it seems like a small thing. I don't think it's a big deal, but um, it's amazing how far those things can go when Jesus is, is leading, when Jesus is in control. But Absolutely. the second he's no longer yeah. in control. And, you know, I was thinking about, I, uh, like this idea of, of you're trying to live under the law, you know, verse four, it says you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated for, from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. And he goes on to explain that further. But like, I was thinking about, I, I went, I had, I played soccer growing up and I had a bunch of friends who were a part of our, the Mormon church, um, in that was like in Zanesville, Ohio. And, uh, they had this rule that you could consider law. It was that they can't drink coffee, you know? Um, but they all pounded like monster energy, energy drinks and Mountain Dew and Pepsi all the time (laughs) because they're like, well, it's not coffee. (laughs) It's like, no, no. Like the, the heart behind that was like, we're not going to have caffeine because it, you know, alters us. And it's a, it's a a drug essentially. And they're like, no, no, it says coffee. So I've never tried coffee in my life, but I love Mountain Dew, you know? And it's like, that's what happens when you live under the letter of the law is that you immediately look for the ways that you can break the law without breaking the letter of the law, you know? And I think that's why Paul is pushing so hard towards grace of saying, no, no, like, I'm not going to give you a list of a thousand things that you need to to do to follow Jesus. I'm going to give you a few very big things that you can apply in spirit to everything. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, like few a couple really big things that apply to everything, you know, <laughs> where it's like, here's the spirit of the law, the, and there's a lot of specifics, you know, in the Bible that you can go and understand. But if you just know the spirit of the law, you just know the, this term's way overused all the time, but the high level view of, of this whole thing, then you can figure it out from there. And, and the Holy Spirit's going to correct you over time when you get it wrong. But you start yeah. leaning into, you know, pick your sin. You start leaning into that because it's like, well, it's not breaking the law, that the the spiritual law. It's not breaking one of the Ten Commandments, let's say. Um, but it's yeah. like kind of weaseling around it. And the more you lean into that and lean in and lean in, like it kind of leans back into you. And before you know it, like you got some hooks in in yourself, you know, and it's like like Josh was saying, it just becomes more and more difficult to extract yourself from that behavior, that sin, because maybe it does make you feel fulfilled in some way. It takes more than it gives. I promise that, but it might make you feel uh, fulfilled in that time. And I don't say that as somebody who hasn't gone through different 
types of sin that, that had hooks in me. You know, um, there's probably some in me right now that I'll find out about later that I'm not thinking about now. But um, the more you, the more you look and say, these are our 10 commandments. These are our 19 commandments. These are our 295 commandments, whatever level, you know, the, the first thing your mind does is says, well, I like to do this one thing that's kind of against that, but it's not explicit. So I'm good. (laughs) You know, the more we weasel around it where it's like, no, lean into grace, lean into real relationship with the Lord through Jesus and, and follow that. Don't like yeah. there's freedom there and freedom often looks like submission to, to, to things that you'd rather not submit to. Like, uh, getting drunk can be, can be fun, but it's bad for you. You know, it's, it's very explicitly not in God's will that we get drunk. Um, so yeah. gotta well, cut that you, out, like, take along, that out of your life. Yeah. You know? Along those lines, it's, it's what harms love, right? So verse six and, mm. and five here. Yeah, you know, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcised nor uncircumcised have has, has any value. Here, here's the big the verse right here, though. For the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love, right? Through love. And like you just quoted, you know, it's loving God and loving people. That's the core of everything that we do. So we'll go back to verse 19, and you know, Paul listing out acts of the flesh, and and kind of just go through these from the perspective of if everything is uh, built on this idea that faith expressing itself through love, how do these affect it? Well, sexual morality. Well, sexual morality in, in all ways is you're degrading somebody, right? Like you're devaluing somebody just for your own sexual gratification. That's harming relationship. That's harming love. Uh, impurity, debauchery, same thing. Idolatry, witchcraft, you're harming relationship with Jesus at that point. You're putting other things more important than God. Um, you're putting other ways more important than God. And even with witchcraft and how you practice it, you could be harming people at the same time. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, all destructive to relationship, all Mm -hmm. destructive to love, Um, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, all the same thing, right? Like when we really start to boil down everything, Jesus was right. Like why it took us so long to figure it out. It just did. But he said, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. The character of God hangs on these two commands. Love God and love people. And we start to do things, and which makes things so much easier, right? Like, what should I be doing and what shouldn't I be doing as I walk yeah. with Jesus? Granted, I should be doing everything in relationship with Jesus. But if I'm doing, you know, if I'm um, uh, putting my my uh, selfish ambitions, I'm chasing money, I'm chasing whatever um, before God, that that's the most important thing rather than, well, you're harming relationship with God. You're harming what's important. You're harming priorities. Um, God should be numero uno. That's the only way to live this life. Yep. Um, you start to get into, you, know, you have fits of rage. You know, you struggle with jealousy. You struggle with envy um, with other people. Well, you're causing harm to those relationships. Yep. Um, whether they know it, whether the other people you're jealous of know it or not, um, you're causing harm. Um, because maybe God would really like to see fruit come out of that relationship between you and them. Um, but there's no fruit coming out of that relationship because you can't let go of the the jealousy. You can't let go of the envy. Um, you're holding on to all those things. And now there's no fruit coming from that, right? Faith expressing itself through love. It's the standard that we can live by. And I think it's it's an easier standard to understand than having to go through all these lists like Andrew was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's the big picture stuff. I'm just able to say, 
hey, is this action, is this loving that person? Talking crap about this individual behind their back, is this loving that person? No, it's not. Mm, I better stop right. doing it. Right. Um, and if I feel if I feel this thing of like I'm go- always doing it, I always come back to this thing, then you better be start conversations with Jesus in the midst of that. Of just mm, like, God, mm. why, why does this person or this thing or whatever bother me so much? Like, what about my past? What about um, the sins that I'm dealing with? What about whatever? Like, God, bring this out of me. Can we have those conversations? And watch what Jesus does to that sanctification process when he's in charge and he's leading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know we've all had crappy bosses. I know we've all had, maybe you even had crappy parents. I think Andrew and I are blessed to have great parents, but yeah. um, maybe you've come from a situation where, where things are just extremely difficult um, and authority is terrifying to you. I get it. I've been there. I understand it. But the way that Jesus leads in the midst of his authority starts with love because God is love. Um, there's no better leader in your life than you're ever going to experience than Jesus so trust it. I promise you, it's always going to work out for your benefit. Yeah. I promise you to to, yep. to take the risk and let Jesus lead. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be blown away how much freedom in Christ you start to feel because Jesus went to the cross to set you free. That This life doesn't have to feel like a burden. It doesn't have to feel like a yoke on your shoulders. Yep. Um, but it really comes down to faith expressing itself through love. Or are your actions fostering relationship with Jesus or causing harm to relationship with Jesus? Yep. Is your actions causing harm to those you're in relationship with and around you? Or is it causing life to be given to those people? Um, that's what it all comes down to. And that's, I think, what Paul was trying to to portray at a good portion of, of chapter five here. Boom. Speaking of which, bro, I got to bounce. I know we are recording again shortly. And uh, I think this is part one. This is Galatians 5, part one. Maybe we can come up with a fun name, you know, like we try to do. But uh, people, thank you for joining us for part one. We'll be talking part two and maybe part three. Um, Probably not 15 of them, but at least part one and two. We're going to be talking about it soon. No, we get too bored to get to 15. Yeah. We'd lose interest too fast. Yeah, it wouldn't be good for us. <laughs> but after you after hey, you listen to this, go and read Galatians 5. Um and then Josh, hey, dude, whatever you want to say. Like. That's yes. exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Boom. Go spend time with Jesus, folks. Let him lead. And you can't let him lead if you're not spending time with him because you don't know where he's leading. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.